take your position. The show is about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On Screen, where we discuss all things cinema all the time. Here's your host. The award goes to Joe Burnett, Joe Cuffney, and Jesse Reichenstein. Lights, camera, action. I mean, I know you put the sound in after, but it wasn't even there. Do you even hear it at all? Barely. No. Maybe this mic is just too good. I just it, it only picks up voices. <laughs> uh, okay, so today we we're talking about last night in Soho. Baby, you don't know what you say. So what brings you down then? I'm studying London College of Fashion. Room is on the top floor. It's perfect. I love it. If I could live any place and any time I'd live here in London in the 60s. My dreams. There was a girl. And you are? Sandy. I got this kind of gift. Can see people, places, things others can't. This is the closest most people ever get to their dreams. They're not just dreams. Jack, I don't want to do this. You think you can just walk away? It really happened. <laughs> what did you see? Leaving ghosts. I want to report a murder. You witnessed the murder last night, but you believe this was a vision from the past. The guy that killed her is still alive there. I have to stop him. Where are you going? I know what you did. I've done a lot of things. You can have to be more specific, love. You can't save me. The Edgar Wright movie. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to see this for a while. I think when I saw the trailer, it like it got my attention for sure. Cause it, it, it was like a thriller horror ish crime movie. Um, and Edgar Wright, love Edgar Wright. And I know at least Joe, I know at least you like him because hot fuzz, obviously. Yep. Um, I just love Edgar. I think he's such a specific, like a unique director and he, he gives me like James Wan vibes, like his filmmaking style. So I think that's why I like it. Like he's really creative with how he uses sound design, music and cinematography and editing. 
that's like the highest compliment coming from you like people should know i know that. it's like he's like james wan is like he's like the non-horror okay. james wan to me and I, I, that, I i i love it i think it's awesome but it's still horror-esque or at least this one yes. is yeah that's true but um yeah and i love anya taylor joy i think she's one of the best working actors today i think and i i was like you know give this one a shot so um and i love the 1960s vibe i'm a big fan of that so like kind of combining all of that was just like i'm not i'm gonna say what you said last week or two weeks ago the uh um a wet the was the filmmakers wet dream dream. yeah (laughs) so i was like this is a perfect recipe for me but yeah i want to hear what you guys think about it i i love this movie actually um i i feel like i came in i I didn't see a trailer i didn't know anything and i just watched it um and i was like it was one of those ones that's like like it actually like pulls you in like I was actually like invested in the story. I love the music was phenomenal. I loved the music. Um, uh, cinematography was all great. I did guess the ending, which kind of makes me sad. Mm, but uh, but there were like so many parts in there that like were surprising to me. Like I wasn't. I did know the old lady was going to be a part of it somehow. But <laughs> spoilers. Uh, but I. Uh, I still think there was enough like surprising bits about it that like I I very much like enjoyed and was like like actively invested in the story when I was watching it, which isn't that can't that is like what I would consider a high compliment because not all films it's it's hard to hold your attention these days, Um, and this one definitely did. So I I definitely enjoyed it. It's funny that you say that because like I think one of the reasons why I love Edgar Wright is because he's so quick with everything like all of his cuts all of his scenes there's nothing dragged out in his movies like he might be lingering in a scene for a couple minutes but it's no you know there's not like a 10 minute scene it's like everything yeah. is so quick and I love that because it's I don't know I also I love, love the for, other side I love that for two reasons one it keeps the story moving right and and two it, it really makes you feel like if you blink you might miss something yes and and that's and a so really it, good yeah i think i think it like helps you have that feeling of i need to like really be like dialed in watching this movie you know what i mean that's so funny that you say that because you know a lot of times when i'm watching a movie you know because my desk is like right here so i'll watch a movie and then i'll go in the kitchen and make tea or something or you know food or something and i'll still have it playing listening to it but this movie i felt myself pausing it every single time i left to the kitchen because i was like i can't miss anything right so that that's a very that's so funny i felt the same way yeah, I one I watched this, and I was thinking, oh man, they're gonna love this. Like both of them for different, really, you know. And it's got it's like Edgar Wright, but it's also got that like because it's like '60s that like Night at the El Royale, you know, like old vibe kind of deal with it. Um, I just thought it was pretty like long, drawn out, slow film. <laughs> um, I would love if you actually felt that way. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I. I like movies like this, I'll just watch on my computer. Like I watched this one actually on my computer rather than on my monitor rather than like the TV. But like you were saying, I actually, even though I wasn't super invested in it, I still paused every time I would not be sitting watching. Mm. I still would, a lot of times I'll be like, it's okay if I miss a few minutes. Right. Like I'll just, because I'm like trying to get through it too. And this one, every time it's still, even though I wasn't like super into it, I was like, pause. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I'll definitely give it that. It's, it's, um, I didn't know how, like, I remembered when everyone was going on the press tour for it, like on late night. And so I knew about it, but I never really knew 
how much it was like a thriller versus horror, mm. you know, like in that realm. I forget Anya Taylor Joy described it as like a something on an acid trip. I forget what it was. She was like, I, I said it's something on an acid trip and I still stand to it. Um, and so it's one of those movies, I think it was really done extremely well. Like if you're into, if this is anywhere in the realm of movies you're interested in, it's phenomenal. If you like Edgar um, Wright, you'll probably like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and, and, and it does, it does get gruesome. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of horror. It's not, I didn't you know. even think it was that bad, actually. I mean, I didn't think I didn't know it was a horror film until I started, so it was like pretty gruesome. Well, see, I don't even know if I would call this a horror movie. Like, this is more of like a thriller, if you ask me. Dude, it's a genre blending, man. I don't even know yeah. either. I, I think there's, I think I think I would consider it a horror. Like, I think thriller first and then horror, but thriller horror, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think he. But if I someone just, he, yeah, if someone just told me a thriller, I'm not expecting to watch right. people like get stabbed and bleed out and right, like, right. I think the difference between like, like horror, action. yeah, I think like, like the gore factor makes it the horror. Like I think if there was no like blood or anything, I think it would be more of a thriller. Like for example, this is a good way to describe it. Like Hitchcock, all of his movies are basically thriller films. You know, like Psycho's horror, but you really don't see a lot of blood or gore in his movies. And then you cut to a different film where there's a lot of gore. Like Halloween, that's a horror movie because there's a lot of blood. I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I think for me, like the blood aspect makes it horror. Yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah I, I i mean i'd agree so i what i mean is there's a lot more blood than i thought there was gonna be. okay um but it, it still was like it, while i was watching too i will say this was for me in stealing words from joe company's mouth but it was a wait what movie you know like every time something happened you'd be like wait what um which is again cool if you, like you get you have to sit down and like actually somewhat be watching this because right. it's like you can't just throw it it on definitely is a trip it. and you're like trying to piece it together and some things like you just have to piece it together how you want mm -hmm. to keep going you know it's um but like super well done very very well done i i feel you there on like like i actually really did like this movie too um there were some things that i i thought were a little questionable and like i think they sometimes got a little mixed of like what what genre they were trying to play with like I think that might have hindered it a little bit because it was like they went for horror thriller but also kind of this drama I was like I was like a little confused on that but I got really like Suspiria vibes I don't know if you guys have seen Suspiria from the 70s um yeah. real it's like really solid like witch film uh it's like um it's like a coven about a coven uh, this girl basically is going to a ballet school in Germany and basically the 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 instructors are witches it's like a coven and like this like how i think i i have a feeling he was inspired by suspiria from this movie i would love to like listen to an interview or something because like the lighting and you know how it was shot and everything i just got suspiria vibes which was really cool so um but yeah i i, I thought this was fun i don't know how i feel about the main actress to be honest all right what not i need to tell joy the, the other girl character. yeah thomas her name is thomas and something uh but yeah i don't know i just she was fine. I don't know. I liked her actually. I thought yeah. I was gonna say that she was really good. I mean, Anya Taylor Joy is really good. Yeah, and she's also like, she so quickly became. She's the it girl. Yeah, and became that level where like when you see her, you see Anya Taylor Joy. You know, like so right. quickly became an actress like that. Um, she's also I appreciate because like if you've seen 
her when she was on James Corden when she described this movie too, but she seems like kind of a real weirdo. And I really? say that in like that is like a high compliment for me. Like I love when actors and any artist, I'm like, oh, they're kind of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. It makes me like them a lot more. Um, yeah. But oh, what I was gonna say is the one thing I didn't like, which I think is just a pet peeve with plots. I hate when there's like any school setting and there's like the bully. I just don't like those lines ever in movies. Like even though for whatever reason, like I hated that girl who's like her roommate who like obviously just like, yeah, just like made fun of her and stuff. And like, I just, it doesn't even matter what I don't care if it's a comedy, if it's a thriller, it's a horror, for whatever reason, I'm like, I just don't enjoy those storylines. I feel you. I I think that, and what's weird to me is like in college, it's college, right? Yeah, there's no bullies like that in college. Like, it's not a high school. Like, that shit doesn't exist. I think of like this reminds me of Spider Man Two when in the classroom when they're like throwing stuff at Peter. I'm like, that doesn't happen in college. That is is high school stuff. Like, I do agree with that though. And I also thought like that kind of unfolded weird to me. Like, like the rivalry because like they were friends at first, quote unquote. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I was missing that middle piece where like, why was she mean to her? There's no reason to be mean to her. You know, like she didn't do anything. Yeah, I get like, yeah, if it was just the beginning part and explained of like why she moved out, you know, I'm like, that would make right. sense. But for it to like be an ongoing thing, it, was just, it just was weird. I don't know. I also like, I liked the guy, John, her like classmate, John. I really liked him. The nice one. Who was yeah, nice. yeah, I liked him as an actor, but I didn't like really like his character. I think his character was like, they needed to throw like a quote unquote love interest in there and they just kind of threw him in there. He never felt was forced like, developed, to really. Yeah, no. I, yeah. He was the only character that I thought like didn't make a hundred percent sense. No, like not at all. Because she was like absolutely crazy, and he just was just like, "You want to talk?" Right, right. Like, like I mean, he, I think the point is this: John was a very nice guy, but I, I just that was the part I had a hard time being like, "Yeah, that makes sense." They didn't need that in there at all. Like that, that wasn't necessary. And it but, was like he was the one who got like stabbed in the end, but. I was gonna say but and it was such like a sad ending because he was never really like developed so like you just liked him because he was a nice guy but it's not like he ever developed like I thought you know when he comes in to like her work to like get a drink but it's the time where he's like I get being on the outside if you ever want to talk I was like okay this is really going to develop into it but he just kind of stayed that like nice guy on the side and then like you said at the end it's like yeah I'm here to see Ellie yeah come on in and then just like stabs him and you're like wait what (laughs) Wait, yeah. he was just in this to to get here it is yeah it was very yeah yeah he was a weird character to me like i want to see him in more i like him as an actor but i mean i liked him but he, i think he did a good job but it was just yeah i don't know um and then i didn't realize terrence stamp was in this movie which who's, was who's he's the old guy hmm. so he was the guy you would probably know him from haunted mansion he was the butler yep yep but his voice sounded different in this one because he usually has such a distinct voice, but I don't know. He just always like pops up in movies. Like he's always I was gonna movies. say he's always like that same we just I see him and I'm like, oh yeah, I feel like he's been everything. But then I look up his movies and I'm like, why aren't there more? I feel like there should just be tons of like, oh right, all these movies. I think of Yes Man too. He's like the leader, the cult well, cult leader. Yes, the uh, yes convention guy. Um this is a little this actually brings me one I have trivia fact. Um what? He's in Bowfinger. Oh yeah, he is in Bowfinger. He's the he's the guy, the mind head guy. 
mind head (laughs) when you said cult thing i was like yeah he's got he's typecasted um it's funny though because one of the true fact i read is diana rigg who plays um the landlady i don't know her name the main girl the older woman at the end essentially uh terrence stamp rita tushingham and margot nolan were all big names in british tv and theater in the 1960s so i think they i actually got that vibe like the older people i was like they're definitely like movie stars from like the 60s i feel like i just got that vibe which i thought was kind of cool like and the whole james bond aspect was really cool um because actually diana rigg played a bond girl in your majesty's secret service which is kind of a fun little connection there interesting so, fun fact fun fact yeah and I, edgar wright's always wanted to do a bond movie which is why i think he did that so i thought that was kind of fun i forget that it's too like a british film so as soon as it started right. you know it's all british and i'm like with the accents, I was like, this is lovely. This is great. It is nice. It's a nice change of pace. It is. It is cool because, like, I feel like you can, like, tell, like, that, like I don't know. Eddie Wright's got just such a specific style, but, like, you can just tell, like, UK movies and, like, just British movies in general. It's, like, versus American movies versus, like, you know, th- like, Thai movies. Like, everything's so different. They have their own kind of formula, which I think is great. So that's why I kind of, like... Um, yeah and I I always just forget like even though when I see press and stuff like like everyone's British is like in it but I'm just so used to like even British people like because of HBO do American accent you know like it's always like an American (laughs) even if it's like an entirely British cast the movie is like you know like an American accent and so like it was just like a weird shock of like as soon as it started and I was like oh yeah this is gonna be the whole movie right and it's funny, like, I mean, I get if there's, like, a film or show, like, based somewhere, like, specific, like, L.A. or something, but why don't they just do their accent in the, you know, movie or show? Like, why be American? Like, why, you know? Because we're the best. We don't want to listen to funny accents. <laughs> and, you know. We don't want them to overshadow us. Also, I will say this is one of the first times I feel like for me really seeing Matt Smith. Oh, yeah. Um, he's been a lot. I'm, like, curious... Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to, I was like, have I actually seen him other stuff? Because I know he's huge, but I know he really came up as, like, Doctor Who, I think. Mm. Like, when he, everyone, I heard Matt Smith all over the place is because he was one of the people who played Doctor Who. Um, and he's really great. Yeah, he was good in this. Yeah, yeah I like to see him more. I, but it's one of those funny ones where I'm like, I have some, I know who you are so well, know your name, but I'm watching it being like, right. I think this is, like, the first time I've really seen you act. I, I saw him recently in um, he played Charlie Manson in a movie called Charlie Says. Mm. So I saw him in that one. He was good in that too. I thought he was really good. I he was also in um, he's in the new Morbius movie that's coming out soon, like the new Spider-Man villain spinoff movie. Um, but I actually really liked him and Anya. I think they were perfectly casted because they looked like the old movie stars. You know, she's got such a specific look. Like she looks like she could be from that era. Mm-hmm which is, I think it's so cool. So, and she, yeah, I love it. The whole dancing, that scene where I actually, I'll read this little true fact because that dance sequence was so cool. Um, but apparently during the dance sequence, Sandy, Ellie, and Jack, there were only two moments where that were not practical. So everything else was choreo- choreography and like choreographed. Um, like they would basically like, cause whenever she would I'd go out of camera, they would switch people like uh-huh. it was i thought that was super cool i like when they do that and that was that was what got me james wan vibes because he would do something like that that's cool so i just appreciate film like filmmaking styles like that because it's different 
I love mm-hmm. anything. I mean, it makes me have you seen the um Spike Jones. Um oh, did yeah. a few times because he did an Apple commercial that was like this, but he like even he did a few others of these like one take choreographed like music videos that's all one take and he's the one behind the camera and it's it's so cool but he did it once on like one of the late nights and so you can like also see the angle like of watching him film it and then you can also see the angle of like him shooting it and it's so crazy but it's so cool I love that dude that's so cool he's like like John's one one of those people where I want well I love one take that's a whole why well, do like, like one wa- takes with choreographed stuff is like oh my god it's amazing and like we should do a whole episode on one takes honestly because I, I i could talk about one takes all day but like spike jones i feel like is someone that i feel like i would i haven't seen a lot of his stuff but i feel like i would really like like i I, spike jones. I need like i have seen her obviously and what else did you do like what's other, being other john malkovich i haven't never seen that one i think that was maybe one of his first or like first big ones um where the wild things are so i saw like parts of it um I mean, all the Jackass stuff. Talking about Jackass coming Oh, he back. did Jackass? Yeah, he, like, came up, he, like, I think he, his really come up was with, like, Brother Magazine and, like, with the Jackass guys before Jackass was even a thing. And then I think he did a lot of the Jackass, like, TV show movies. Interesting. Um, and so I think that was, like, a big uh, kind of background. And then I think, was he married to Sofia Coppola for a short time? And again, couples are always just involved in the film industry. Yeah. Um, Sophia Coppola for four years. Her being John Malkovich, Where the Wild Things Are, Adaptation. Oh, I heard Adaptation. Jackass the movie, Jackass Forever, the new one, Bad Grandpa 5, Jackass number 2, The Beastie Boys Story, Jackass 3, Bad Grandpa. Yeah. That's funny. All the Jackass stuff. Yeah, it's funny to like see what people have done. Like, I was like, you know, watching this, I was like, it felt like a music video to me. So I was like, I wonder if Edgar Wright's ever done music videos. And he actually has done them in the past. So I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Like, he comes up to me as like a musical guy. He loves music and stuff. Like, he makes just movies, you know, music video movies, essentially, which I love. Like, I feel like there's a song, like in his movies, he always has like a song playing. Like, there's never like a dull, I mean, there might be a scene of like just dialogue, but there's always like a track or something going on. And I love it. Somebody should have him do a, uh, you know how like, like Kanye's done or, or like Beyonce sometimes will come out with like the movie of the album. So it's like yeah. a straight playing of the album, but it's like a movie kind of. Someone, some band should have Edgar Wright do that. And Dude, like, that would be so cool. Movie album. That would be awesome. Actually, like a movie, like, are you talking about like a movie with like the, like basically the whole album is a movie. Like, yeah, have you seen what I'm talking about? Like Beyonce's thing? Yeah, like, like like basically like a video album, right? Yeah, I always yeah. enjoyed those a lot. I yeah. I feel like I want more. I want more of that. He would be such a good. He would that would be awesome. I would love him to see him like take on like a. I mean, they're not around. They don't do music anymore, unfortunately. But like Daft Punk, if they had a new album, like that would be so cool. Like I would love to see him do something with like. It could be their comeback, dude. Edgar Wright and Daft Punk. Is that the best team that we that no one ever realized before? <laughs> it might be. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Um, some other trivia facts. I'll read them off. Um, the title of the movie comes from a 1968 song 
by pop band Dave D. Dozy, Beaky Mick and Titch. Love it. That's a great I know, right? The song is Last Night in Soho, so I'll have to go listen to that. Um, it's actually played in the end credits. And speaking of music, mm-hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy did a great job singing. I never heard her sing before. Yeah, I agree. I love. I always love that when you watch a movie and you see someone, you're like, oh, they can sing. Wow, look at that. Like Josh Peck in Low King Silver League. <laughs> Crushing it. Yeah. So that was Which, fun of- fact, we learned uh, he, he didn't even sing. Oh yeah, Joe. I asked, read. I asked Eric specifically about the the that scene because I was like, we we talked about this in the podcast. Like, did, was that your idea or was that Josh's idea? And I was no. like, there's no way it was Josh's idea. <laughs> I'm glad we got to the bottom of it. Yeah, yep. he said that Josh didn't even. He asked before they did the table read. He was like, "Hey, is it cool if I don't sing it? Like at the table read, like it just feels weird." And he was like, "Yeah, I get that. It's kind of like." strange to like sing at a table read and so eric hadn't even heard him sing until they shot the scene so he just was like fingers crossed i mean i hope josh can sing worked out well (laughs) i love that so much that's so good um how great would it be if uh you like casted it and then you went to shoot it and they were just so so bad that you couldn't even like fix it and you're just like Oh, well, oh no! Wait, oh, that no. happened. Kind of. What was it recently? I was watching something. There was something I was watching where they're singing, and they was. Oh, it was white white Christmas. I mean, so uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I think this is planned. But the, the you know the really skinny dancer girl, she's a dancer, obviously, but they dubbed her voice because she couldn't sing. So like all of her singing was not actually her. I think that's. I think that's really funny when they do that. I mean, if you don't know her like at all, like it it sounds like when I first watch it you know you can't even tell like they did a good job of covering it up but it's funny when you kind of know that (laughs) but um i also read that jacosta who's the like the mean girl apparently edgar wright if he was a girl if he was born a girl his parents would have named him jacosta so that's why he named the mean girl jacosta i was like that's such a weird fact jacosta right it's a dope that's actually kind of a great name (laughs) It's better than Edgar. Sorry, Edgar, if you, if you ever listen to this, I like Jocasta. <laughs> you should change your name. Change your or name to Jocasta. Does he have kids? Name name him Jocasta. Yeah, actually. That could, but I mean, okay, you could for sure also be a guy named Jocasta, and you could go yeah. by Jack, or if you wanted, like the movie. Thing, it's a cool name. Yeah. Wait, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I actually love that name. My name's Jack. Oh, it's like what's it short for? Jocasta. <laughs> um i also i wanted to be at that halloween party so bad that looked so fun i yeah i was gonna ask you if you considered this a halloween movie now no i don't i think i do consider but it has a halloween party in it it's true that is a good point i i I consider this horror but i don't consider halloween actually it would be a good october movie though like a spooky season movie i think this would be a solid i might add this to my spooky season rotation because it's I mean, I, I don't know. Parts of it felt a little flat to me. Like, I think some of the, you know, the climax part of the movie was, I don't know. It was like, I liked where it went with the twist. I didn't see it coming like you did, Joe, but I, I, I don't know. It didn't bother me, like, but it just, I don't know. I just didn't have enough. I needed something more. It just felt a little flat to me. Um, some think- of it felt flat. Like some of the character development felt a little flat to me, but the piece that I missed, like I knew the lady was somehow, it's, it's always the old lady. It's always, uh, it's always the old lady. That's the, that, that's what we're, this is like 
the whole sum up of the podcast. It's always the old lady. It's always the old lady. <laughs> but but the uh, the one thing I wasn't sure of, which kept it, like I I, I knew she was involved somehow, but like the I thought she might have been dead. Like I thought she was the one who was stabbed for you know hmm. basically until she was like, oh no, I stabbed them. Um, but then I was like, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Right. You know what I mean? I think for me, it's like, I was a little confused at first when they, when she first had her first vision dream, whatever you call it. Cause like, I was confused. And if the main girl, I don't even know her name. Oh, Eloise. I was confused if she was supposed to be Sandy or if she was watching Sandy. Cause a lot of, some of the times they were mirrored, you know, but sometimes they weren't. So I was like, is she supposed to be this girl or is she not? I was confused by that. And then I was also confused because after the first dream vision, whatever, like the next night, the very next night, when the guy asks her to do something like hang out, she's like, no, I have plans tonight. Like, it's weird that she anticipated that it was going to happen again. Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to listen to this record. I'm going to go into this vision. Like, how do you, I don't know. It's weird that she just expected that to happen again. Like to me, I would be like, oh, it's just like a dream, a one-time dream, like whatever. But she's like, oh, it's going to happen again. You know, I don't know. I just, well, I, I think because like she had seen presumably her mom in the mirror, like even back in the place. So maybe the, this is like more of a thing for her is kind of the way I that's that. true. Actually, I didn't I didn't make that connection. So that makes sense. That's what I was going in and out the whole time. Of kind, of the, the, kind of like, what is this? Because at the beginning, it started like I was like, oh, she's like a superpower. Per- like she has a superpower. That's why she lives out here and she can't be around normal people because she has some superpower and that's why your grandma or whoever is like be careful with you know people so i'm like thinking like oh it's like this is gonna be a movie where she has a power and then you're like watching and then you're like oh well maybe she's just kind of tripping you know right. and then like oh are these visions and then at some point you're like wait or are these ghosts you know like there's a long time of in and out of me being like what is this what which is- i think is the point honestly i think it's supposed to make you feel that way because it's such a crazy it keeps movie you in but i think yeah i think like i agree with that and i feel the same way which i liked about it and i think that was the intention maybe but i think how it wrapped up was a little like ambiguous to me i think it was just like i loved it i loved how it started i loved the middle i just think they could have wrapped it a little better like a little more i just i kind of ended like what like yeah like you said like wait still stayed like that yeah right so but i mean it was great i i do think like i get that she was like a serial killer but weren't the guys like dicks <laughs> like are, it's are like we... a dexter situation yeah there you go it's like they were both wrong right i i was also confused on why she tried to kill eloise i just cover it up i guess right but why would she even come out with like saying anything because like at this point eloise had vision right but she had she no thought proof. She, she thought she was gonna die from drinking the tea and she thought she was alone so i think she was just she didn't have she didn't know John was there and gotcha. she didn't think she was ever going to leave. Gotcha. Which is like, you know, rules for being a villain 101 is just don't like out yourself. Right. But. Right. You duh. You didn't learn. Think so, class. I had a feeling that like Eloise was, or the, what was the landlord? The Sandy, right? Sandy. Yeah. I, I, I had a, I don't know. At one point I thought that she was the older version of Eloise. Oh. Uh-huh. I was like, ooh, yeah. this could be like some kind of time travel oh, thing. Oh, I thought, yeah, I, I said, I thought the same thing, but older version of Sandy. Oh, I was okay. like, but, I, but I thought, I was like, did she come back from the dead? Like, how did this work? But then I was like, oh, she just never died. I thought sense. maybe like, I thought maybe Eloise was like, she was Sandy and like a past life and now she's back, but that she's also like, that's her older self. 
I don't know. I was going some weird directions. Yeah. But, but cool. overall, I really liked this movie. I, yeah, I, it was, I was fun. You picked it. I actually loved the ghost aspect. Like, that was kind of fun. Yeah. And, like, the horror of it, when the horror scenes were actually done pretty well, which I liked and appreciated. So, yeah. That was good. It was a fun one. I'm glad I, I'm glad we watched it. I'm meaning to watch this. And I kind of like the whole, like, designer aspect. I don't know. It was kind of fun. Like, the ending. I actually did like the end where she was a designer. But, again, you see Sandy in the mirror. And I'm like, I don't want a sequel. Don't give me that cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's there's no I don't know to me there's no point of having that like I liked seeing her mom that was great just end with that end on a happy note you know because this movie this poor girl's gone through so much shit I feel like you either have to it's true I feel like you either have to like be super ambiguous and like leave things Mm -hmm. open through the movie and then like be kind of specific with your ending like piecing at least somewhat together or like you're kind of like super detail through the movie and then you kind of have that open ending but when it's all just kind of like open you just end and it's so unsatisfying right agreed yeah for sure um also yeah wait i just want to say one more thing when when in the there's the scene where she's the first time she sees the stabbing going on or no no no, sorry this is like when they wrap it up when she talks about it when anya taylor joy is like stabbing the guy um jack She's grabbing the knife by the blade and she's, I'm like, what? She's holding the blade and stabbing him. I'm like, that would hurt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> God, which makes sense because she did show the scars on her hand. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, that was kind of interesting. I was just like, damn, that would hurt so bad. But yeah, let's rate it. Uh, I'll go first since I picked it. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to bump it up. I, after talking to you guys, this always happens to me. Yeah, it always goes up. I'm at an eight. I'm going to go with an eight. Eight dance moves, because I love dancing in this movie. And uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I think, uh, I mean, it was a little too ambiguous for me, I think. I wish it was a little more wrap up, like I was saying. I love the acting. Questionable main girl, for me at least. Um yeah, I don't know. It was great. I just, I could watch any Edgar. I need to get more, like I've seen Edgar Wright movies, but I haven't, I want to like sit down and watch them all. I feel like, cause it's, I've come to realize like, I really like him as a director and like, I've yeah. always liked his, like I liked Baby Driver, but I just don't like Ansel Edgar at all. But I was like, that just, that just, I think not liking the main actor kind of ruins a movie in my opinion for, it's like, for me. It's hard. And like, I didn't, like, I actually liked the girl. Like I like her as an actress. I think maybe it's how it was her, she was written. I don't know. Something with her just didn't vibe with me, but it didn't ruin it for me. So I think that was okay. Um, I don't know. This is great. And I think, yeah, I would recommend this to people if they like kind of like horror, thriller. I feel like thriller, like crime, like movies that you should watch this one. Like if you kind of like older school, old school movies too, like this, this gave me like, it did give me 60s like crime movie vibes a little bit, which I thought was kind of fun. So a little more like, it's like a modern take on a 60s crime movie, which I think exactly what it, what it is. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, I'll go. Uh, just because I let Joe wrap it up with the Edgar Wright fan. Um, I'll give it. I'll go seven five. Um, it was again like super well done. Um, there's just like a few things. I mean, it's like all redundant at this point. There's like a few things I feel like with the ending and just some things where I'm like, hey, I just wish it was a little different. Mm-hmm. And then, but I'd say like, if 
if you like thrillers and you're okay with gore even if you're not like into gore but you're just like yeah it's fine i don't mind if it's in movies but you like thrillers like definitely check this out super good um really well done just like super fun different yeah um, I think it doesn't feel like difference a good it way doesn't feel it. like a lot it's not like you're watching this and you're like oh i've seen i've seen this in four different forms you know right um it was refreshing like a refreshing movie for me at least because it was just different yeah it was different enough to be interesting um yeah. even it, like that's why like i didn't even love it but i still liked it a lot because it was just like really well done and different so it's like um togo seven five um cups of tea nice not coffee because you spilled coffee in your desk this morning no i spilled tea oh you spilled tea, tea. right right i'm british i'm british, right. british. Oh, i'm not british at all i don't think but like um <laughs> maybe a little bit maybe a little um bit. yeah for, we'll come for back me... with the genealogy report next week <laughs> <laughs> for, for my rating this time i'm i i'm actually gonna go pretty high because i actually really like this so i'm going like eight eight point eight Ooh. oh that was close to nine <laughs> that's, that's true uh but i'm going 8.8 uh i forget his name but the police guy who got hit by a car what's his name his actor's <laughs> name is terrence stamp oh oh what i don't know this actor just, i kid. just like the name the police guy that got hit. police guy that get hit by a car okay. Lindsay? because was i feel like or something it was something like that i just feel like he was like kind of like supposed to be the villain or like who, who they wanted you to think the villain was but then he just got by a car and then he like was never heard from again in the rest of the movie. Yeah, his character was weird. It is Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay, I was right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Lindsay, yeah. But they, she thought he was Jack, but it was Lindsay. Yeah. I, I I forgot about him. See, I think he was another character that was just like, I don't know. It was a little like, yeah. I wish he was, it was more character driven. Like the main girl, I wish we just spent, I mean, we did spend the whole movie with her, obviously, but I want more of just like her and her visions and like, more of that like 60s kind of collaboration i don't know it was just too there was just too much going on i think it, they should have made it a little more simpler yeah i mean we we all know i love character driven usually it's comedies but it's it's got to be character driven totally i think adding these supporting characters i think can hurt the movie i mean for example halloween kills it's it's a movie of supporting characters like <laughs> It, does, yeah, it just yeah. it doesn't work, you know. You have to focus on something. Like I, I think we could have gone through this movie without really seeing her in school. I mean, maybe a scene or two, but we didn't need that at all. Like the designer aspect, I didn't think that was really necessary. No, which is why it's like a weird, I don't know, not a weird thing to wrap up on, but it, it makes you think that it would have been more. Like, right, right, exactly. And I think also like it was like an hour is right under two hours. I think it was, it didn't feel long to me at all, but I also think if you got rid, if you cut all the school stuff, you could have made it simpler and a little shorter. And I think it could have worked as well, just as well. You got Jocasta the hell out of there. Jocasta. Edgar, you should have got rid of Jocasta and then rename yourself Jocasta. <laughs> <laughs> that was the play. Get rid of her in one way and add her in another way <laughs> or him. I mean, I don't know. It could be a, girl guy name too so um i could talk about locations quick um so we've got in don't hate me if i'm pronouncing these wrong because well there's please only one them correctly just please fitzrovia london fitzrovia i don't know if that's right fitzrovia it's all london it's all shot in london 
um, Haymarket, I can pronounce that one. I can pronounce Paddington Station and Brick Lane. Um, let's see. And the entrance used for the Cafe de Paris is actually the Empire Cinema in Haymarket, which is a few hundred yards away from the real cafe near Light Leicester, Leicester, Lancaster, L A I C E S T E R, Lancaster, Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, they should spell that differently. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, why like Worcestershire sauce is like poor chat, you know, and like like Shire's is sure. Like there's all these weird. Sure and Shire makes sense though, because like sure is still spelled sure. Like I get it, kind of. But also, Lord of the Rings kind of messed it up because the Shire. So there's a whole sure. Um, and then he. Oh, this was interesting because it's obviously Soho too. They shot it in Soho, but apparently it's super busy in Soho and it's really hard to film there. So apparently Edgar Wright decided early on that if he really wanted to capture the Soho ambiance, he would have to film on location there instead of creating a soundstage. An enormous amount of logistical planning was needed to work around the bustling area. So many of the local businesses were open 24-7. So Wright described the London location as like a Herculean, Herculean endeavor re- uh, requiring, the closed corpor- requiring the closed corporation of his location manager with the city of West- Westminster. Westminster? Westminster. Westminster. But like cars, clothing, signs had to be organized to like, like basically work around the busy area, like people working and stuff like they couldn't shut it down. They just, I don't think they just, they just couldn't do it because it's so busy. So they had to work around everyone and like all the business were open 24 seven. It's like, that must've been a pain in the ass to shoot. Cause like you had to make it look like the sixties too, like setting all that shit up. Like, Oh my God. I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I, I love it. I think it's a cool location. I think I don't see a lot of things shot there that I'm familiar with. So I want to go to London. I do too. Really, really bad. Cool. Do you guys want to talk some news? Yeah. A Goosebumps live action show just got announced. Disney Plus. Which I'm very curious. It's the director who did the first movie in 2015. Which I actually liked the movie. Um, Again, the CGI ruined it for me. But I'm very curious to see what they do with the live action show. I'm nervous. What is this new version of? Goosebumps. Oh, Goosebumps. They're doing a Disney Plus show, a live action show. I'm excited, but also really Are they just nervous. recreating every single episode? New? <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. Like the exact same, like each episode. The piano episode one that we watched. <laughs> yeah. Just a new, like very Disney version of it. Oh, that would actually be awful. <laughs> Praying for it. I don't know. I'm excited, but nervous, like I was saying. Um, and they just greenlit Scream 6 because the other one did really well. I think they were they had a I think they have a trilogy planned. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, well, hold on. Real quick. This was wild enough. Um, the guy the guy in Scream. Which one? Oh, that guy. He's like also a wrestler kind of guy. Wrestling. David. David Arquette? David Arquette. He's a wrestler? Yeah, he's like an amateur wrestler. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. That, I love that. I again another clip I'll send you. I don't. He's the funniest, weirdest person. He's very who, strange. One, I can't imagine he's a wrestler. And two, he laughs like the way he laughs and he's so giggly and stuff that the whole time I was like, "How is he an actor?" Like, 
how does he not just play like does he just only play crazy characters and then they're like let's cut to a clip and he's like they're just amazing and like a normal and i was like how does this guy transform i love this, that like, dude. guy into like these characters have you seen crazy, Scream? But, i mean not not the new one and i haven't seen old ones since good to know i wouldn't have like paid good, attention you good know? to know I mean, yeah might be a might be in the queue but uh um he he's like one of my favorite parts about those movies because like the, it, the, it's a comedy horror like the movies uh, i should say horror comedy it, it screams are like a comedy movie essentially as well as horror and he he's like one of the comedic aspects to it without actually being funny like you laugh at him because of how they write his character like he's deputy dewey but like it's funny because he gets like stabbed at one point and he through the rest of the movies he has kind of like a limp because he was stabbed in the back so like it's just funny like when he, his hands kind of like like folded up like this and he's just like limping and he's it's just funny and they play like this like heroic cowboy music when he's around it's just so funny like i always just it's one of my favorite parts about the whole franchise is his character i'm into it i don't know how we got oh because i said scream. i'm a fan yeah he said screaming i just had been meaning to like ever since i saw him i was like oh, i need to mention this yeah well, that's hilarious it makes sense and i always forget he was in friends he was in an episode of friends too he plays um he stalks Phoebe, Phoebe's sister. He's like a stalker, which is hilarious. And in a funny way, like, it, like it's friends. So there's nothing weird about it. <laughs> it's but, not a dark, no friends, dark episode. Friends in Soho. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's not much else for me that I've kind of, I mean. I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I'm still very excited for Death on the Nile. Is that out yet? Mm, not yet, I don't think. Will that be streamable or is it just theaters? You're asking. I, like wrong, just, I want to say it's sure. just theaters. I think it comes out next, or maybe it's this month. I was like, that'd be a fun one to pick. Its release date is February 11th. That is like you, like that screams Joe Company. That movie. oh, I know, yeah, like those like movies. American I just want. I'm just like Joe. This is Joe in a bottle. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> murder. I love it. Murder <laughs> mysteries are so fun, dude. I really want to pick. Excited. I want to pick um, Ready or Not at some point because I think you, I think you both would actually really dig it. Yeah, probably. Oh, it's a little I brutal, but it's funny too. So. It's not like it's it's fun. It's like funny. I think you would appreciate the funny parts of it. Okay, as long as there's enough funny. Adam Brody's in it. It's good. Um, I just I've I've been mentioning every time Search Party. Search Party. Yeah, I know. Have to watch it, but I finally am in the fifth, the new fifth season. And it is wild. It is insane. <laughs> like how this wild? Is, like, like why? Because like, it's so like it just seems very much that they were like, okay, we got one final season. Let's just throw shit at the wall. Like the crazy good way. Is, I mean, in a good like, I'm so glad this is the last season, okay. and they're not like. I mean, it's insane. There's like kind of a cult leader aspect for you. There's Jeff Goldblum's in it, and he plays like a tech billionaire. It's just you gotten you like, it if you pick it on episode or two. <laughs> I'm gonna pick all five seasons when I'm done. Um, but it's like it's the show's really good. But it's like the first three seasons, I'd say, are like the best, mm-hmm. and like I are like my favorite. The fourth could be your favorite because it gets dark and weird. Um, the fourth is definitely like dark and weird. And then the fifth is just like bad shit all over the place, cults, craziness. You have no clue what's going on. So amazing. 
I think you'll enjoy it. But um, I want. I yeah. I'm down. Um, that sounds great. And then so again, watch it. And then the other thing, not that I've watched it yet, but you know, Dexter, another one. I tell you, you need to watch. The new season came out, and it's like you know, it's been like ten years or something since the last yeah. season, and it's like ten years have passed. But Dana just told me that that was shot in Broom Broomsfield, Massachusetts, Broomsfield, somewhere. <laughs> um, like near Northampton. Oh, cool. You know, out there in this like little town, and uh, you should have the locations. Got... Yeah, no, but she's saying that was shot there, and then oh, she just told me like a couple hours ago. And I'm already blanking. Oh, and then the the judge she told me, which is like a okay. Robert De Niro Ooh. movie. And it was shot in this town. So it's one of those things where like this really tiny town in Western Mass now is like all about like we were where the judge was shot. Um, and they have a bridge of flowers that looks insane, but could be a, it could be like a whole thing. It's this like pedestrian bridge, but it's just like right. this like majestic, like flowers blooming everywhere. Interesting. Um, and it's in the movie, the judge. I think it might be like okay. because it's such a big thing in the thing in the movie, but also just mentioned like probably could shoot a movie out there with cool. some like midsummer esque with the bridge Ooh, is what I'm yes. what I'm imagining. That sounds yeah. awesome. I like, love that. Let's get Ari Aster on board, do some oh. crazy, you know, flowery bridge, and then we can we can build the plot around what this bridge symbolizes Oof, and a call and some murders and like, Oh, you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh Just another, gosh. you know, like weird Massachusetts town for you. To visit. About it. I'm about it. Could be cults. Could be around my cult. Who knows? Exactly. It's like a hot fuzz, you know, it could be a hot fuzz town. <laughs> Those towns <laughs> are the best. I, I also still love, great. I didn't even, I like, I've, seen hot fuzz like three times i think and like so the first time we watched it i was you know i didn't i don't really remember it because it was back in like when it first came out and then when we reviewed it for the podcast i watched it and i it's just so funny that some of our favorite movies have call aspects even though they're completely different yeah it's true <laughs> I, like I wicker man think about and, like, it as a cult movie until we watched it on it's literally podcast. a cult movie it's a cult yeah movie. it's yeah it literally could be in the subgenre of cult movies like it's crazy <laughs> and i just think that's hilarious how that just kind of came together i was like and my favorite movie locating silver lake also has a cold ass bowfinger yeah. dude bowfinger has a cold I mean, ass finger does yeah, Holy yeah shit, this is insane <laughs> All right, should we do call watch now or? <laughs> yeah, I think we're all on call watch permanently. <laughs> we can end it. We've joined. <laughs> That's so funny. But um, speaking of cults, I, I uh, there's this website called Studio House Designs, and uh, I've purchased cults. I've purchased a cool um, a couple cool midsummer shirts slash Donnie Darko shirts from there, and I just got a Wicker Man. They just did a um, a little batch of Wicker Man shirts, and I'm pretty excited about it. Do you know like? Out. Are they in partnerships with movies? Like, can we just make cool merch based on honestly? I think movie? you can. Like, I don't know how that works because there's a I follow like a lot of horror apparel websites and they uh, they all have like horror, like Halloween or you know, whatever. I think you can just do whatever. I don't know what the rights are though, looking like for that, but I assume it's easy because a lot of people do it. Gotcha, cool. Well, we'll have our lawyer on next week with right. us. Yeah. We'll Cody, Cody Reichenstein, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can he please just show up with like a suit and tie with like a, but have like some very oversized suit in the briefcase, but have the background. Yeah. I can blur the background on zoom. Like I just have the black. <laughs> it's just like in a car, but it's all blurred out. The audio is like really bad. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. You gotta have the like muffled voice, like like on. Yeah, like, yeah. All those um, shows. Going back to your search party thing, um, it's did they always have five seasons in mind, or was that kind of like a per season? I don't, I don't think so because it also is one of those shows that was like possibly the fr- either the first two or three seasons I believe was like it was on TBS. Okay. And then I don't know if TBS canceled it or what happened, but then HBO picked it up. So gotcha. like the last two or three seasons are HBO. It's okay. all on HBO now, but it's one of those shows that was like on a not premium network and then got picked up. Gotcha. Um, and like, so I don't know if it also like blew up once HBO took it over or something, but okay. I, I don't think also when you get to the fifth season, like there's no way they had this in mind at the beginning. Gotcha. Okay. I feel like it's like, I will say though, like it's it's a very well done in the sense of everything's so well intertwined, the plot lines through the five seasons, mm-hmm. but they do such a good job of like overlaying them so slowly. So it's never like, oh, this season ends and the next season's like you're jumped into a new plot line. Gotcha. Like it's it's you know, like you realize that the second plot line has been planted like halfway through the first, but you like, it's not super obvious, but it's like one of those where it's like very well done throughout because, you know, it's called search party because like the premise is they're searching for like someone they went to college with they weren't really friends. They find like a missing poster. Mm. And so like this whole craziness starts when they decide to start searching for this girl. That's a cool idea. And like, you know, obviously it's like, they're not still searching for the girl in season five. Right. But they do. So they do like a really good job. Just like, gotcha. It's still one continuous story. Okay. I was just curious because like, I feel like there are some shows where they, you know, they have each season planned out. Like, and I, I like that. Like Bates Motel, it's like, you know, they knew they were going to have five seasons and only five seasons. Like they knew exactly how they were going to end it. And they going to start it. And I think it worked out for that show. Like I think it, and that show got better in my opinion, like the four and fifth seasons are so good in that show. Like the first two are okay, but they just kind of drag a little bit, but I think they were all building up for those two last two seasons. And I think like when shows do plan that out, it's interesting to see, like, I think they're, I don't know if they're better, but it just feels more complete. I feel like when they have that all planned out, because sometimes when there are shows and they just kind of, Oh, you know, let's do another season. We can make more money, whatever. It just, I don't know. loses it for me a little bit. Yeah. I wonder because this show, it definitely like the endings to me have that feeling of like, I think they very clearly knew what the next season would be like before the end of the season, but Mm -hmm. they always wrapped the seasons up. What felt like to me, like if we get canceled, this will be good enough to have a wrap. But if we get another season, it'll be good enough of a cliffhanger. That's a good way to go about it too. Like it it felt like that. Like okay, I feel like unless you're a sitcom, it's harder to do that because like sitcoms, you can just do it over and over again. It's the same shit. But with like dramas and stuff that actually have a storyline, like I'm curious if like Ozark, if they have like a planned ending or not. Like because it's like that show could go anywhere, and I don't know. Who knows? Is this last season not the last season? I have no. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know. Not. yeah i've watched like the first season the yeah i've seen the first like two seasons i think but who knows i i mentioned to you guys earlier but i'll say it on the pod to give a shout out but um i'm going to a hereditary okay. screening in september in salt lake city uh from myers house north carolina on uh, instagram his name is kenny he has these events called onset cinema where he goes to locations and uh, screens the movie where they were shot 
So we will be That's going so cool. to in, in Hereditary where Annie is at the like the therapy session with like a it's like a group, and they talk about like you know people who passed away, essentially. Um, so it'll be in the rec center, and then we'll be doing a bunch of locations. So that's in September. And then he just released another Shining one in October. Um, and he also did, there's also the Goonies. They're doing Goonies in Astoria at some point. There's a lot. There's always, I always post about them. So. Oh, cool. They're interested. Yeah. They're interested. Do it up. That'd be, that's such a cool idea. It's, I'm really glad he, like, I actually wanted to do that for the longest time. I was like, oh, oh, I, was gonna, that was well, my I remember when we talked about it too in like early Portland when, um, I forget what what movie did you want to screen in a graveyard? It wasn't living dead. A graveyard, but it was not living yeah. dead. Yeah, and, you know, and you were like talking to graveyard people, and they were like, "I don't know if people want us like sitting on top of people's graves." And you were like, "This is dumb." You were like, "Just let me watch a movie." <laughs> like, and they were like, "I'm like, we can maybe try to figure it out." But... Okay, for that, I literally had there was like a little middle section in the cemetery where it was like a, you know cars could drive on and stuff. It was like a yeah, circular like section. That. I literally sent them an email with the map and I, I drew arrows. I was like, Hey, we can set up chairs here, here, here. Screen goes here, project projector here, like generator here for the plugs, all this other shit. And they just didn't buy it. So, so if you're a cemetery and you're listening to this, you want to reach out, hit me know? up, hit us up. <laughs> hit us up. So weird. But I also love that his events are called onset cinema because it kind of goes in hand with us kind of way. So it kind of works. So I thought you meant it first when you said it. Yeah. It would have been perfect, but I'm glad he does it. And he's a cool dude. So I'm glad he does it, but he will be hearing from our lawyers. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he has an, exc- an exclamation point. So Oof. Oof. sweet. Let's wrap up this. Oh, this was uh, episode 52. We were crushing That's it. It's a killer British accent. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Last night in Soho. <laughs> <laughs>